Welcome to Uniquely Small Biz, a podcast where small business owners share their real stories of success, failure, and everything in between. Hi, I'm Carolyn McCardle, and I am so excited to kick off Uniquely Small Biz, a new podcast from Selective Insurance for small business owners to tell their unique stories. In this episode, we're focusing on something called the pandemic pivot, where business owners were able to make innovative changes during these unprecedented times. Join me to discuss these changes with actor, director, and pretzel connoisseur, Adam Shapiro. probably been watching Adam Shapiro on the big screen for many years. He was in Now You See Me and The Affair and most notably Steve Jobs in 2015. And during the pandemic, Adam had to figure out a way to fill his time, number one, and how to contribute financially to his household. It can't all be your wife, Adam. So it was during the pandemic that you launched what we now know as Shappy Pretzel. Hi, Adam. Hi, hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to talk to you. Your story is incredible. Oh, wow. Thank you for saying that. It's been the coolest. It's a lot of pretzels. It is a lot of pretzels. It's a whole lot of pretzels, which is like a dream come true for me. Now, your obsession started when you were a young kid, of course, growing up in Philadelphia. You were obsessed with Philly pretzels. Yes, the the soft pretzels. Obsessed. Everybody is. I mean, it's like a it's it's a way of life in Philly. It's rude to show up at somebody's house without like 12 Philly pretzels, you know, it's like in the Midwest when you go door to door with dinners for your neighbors in Philly, you guys are doing it with soft pretzels. It's always soft pretzels. And it's funny because I I never realized I, I thought, you know, that was as famous outside of Philly as cheesesteaks and Rocky and <laughs> Eagles fans booing and all that, you know, like, but I I didn't realize until I started a Philly soft pretzel company in LA that most people had never heard of the concept of a Philadelphia specific. No, we're all familiar with like Annie's pretzels at the Oakland International Airport or whatever airport or, you know, or pretzels at a basketball game. But to know that there is a specific pretzel in the Philadelphia soft pretzel that you have now mastered, that kicks pretzels up to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. And it's the OG pretzel. You know, the the Dutch came over, they moved to Pennsylvania with these soft pretzels. Then they needed to figure out a way to get these soft pretzels down to Philly uh, without them going bad. So they, they ended up creating the hard pretzel, which became America's pretzel. Slowly but surely, over the course of the last couple hundred years, soft pretzels are back in a big way, especially with shabby pretzel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you have brought them back single-handedly. Never had the idea. (laughs) Never once had an idea about doing this. But I mean, from when it popped in your head during the pandemic, when you're not working and this idea pops in your head that, hey, I love these pretzels. Why am I not doing something along the lines that I love so much? How did this go from this idea during the pandemic to bringing it to fruition? It's kind of unbelievable. I mean, you know, I've only, I've been an actor my whole life, my whole adult life. I've never really held any other jobs before in the last 20 years. And um, and then the pandemic happens. We were Katie was shooting a show for Netflix in Brooklyn. And we moved back to L.A. And I was doing what everybody else was doing, which was just basically eating our <laughs> eating your feelings, anxiety <laughs> and baking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and my feelings were specifically anxiety. Right. And um, 
everybody was baking and you know everybody was making sourdough breads and putting them on instagram and stuff and i was like wow I, this might be if this thing lasts for a few more months this is gonna be the longest i've ever gone without a philly pretzel and my son at the time was two now he's three mm-hmm. and i'm like i gotta get this guy a philly pretzel so I started trying to make one in my kitchen and, you know, it turns out there's no recipes for for Philly pretzels online because there's only a few companies that do it and those are like family secrets. And so I just did a bunch of trial and error and then one day came up, you know, opened up the oven and was like, oh my God, this is a Philly, Katie, Katie, I am the most powerful man in the world. In the world, world, world. I figured I figured it out. And so I started making it. And, and, and for a few months, I was just making them for fun, dropping them off at friends' houses, stuff like that. And, um, and then she just, she, she co-hosts with Ryan Seacrest whenever Kelly Ripa goes out for like a week. And so she was hosting the show from our house. And Seacrest said, what have you guys been snacking on during your quarantine? And she goes, oh, my husband's obsessed with making soft pretzels. He's literally making dough right now. And then I just jump on TV as one does when there's a national live broadcast filming in your living room. <laughs> and I was like, Seacrest, baby, I'm bringing you pretzels. And so the next day he was eating on air and he was talking about them. And I was like, wow, I really should like coin these pretzels, you know, make a website. Yeah. And and, the- and that's kind of when the, the idea came into my head. I was like, oh, it would also be really fun to have a food-specific Instagram because I had been posting so much food on my own Instagram. I was like, man, it'd be cool if I had an Instagram that I could just kind of like, without any sort of second thought, post every single soft pretzel that I make yeah. on Instagram. And so I made an Instagram for Shappy Pretzel and a little website. I saw that, yep. And... um. And all of a sudden, people started showing up to my driveway to buy soft pretzels. And I started to take it a little bit more seriously. And when it became 200, 300, 500 pretzels out of my oven every yeah. day. And, and then it just, uh, it just became a business. But it all kind of came together through Instagram and word of mouth and just generally speaking, my, my passion for, for Philly yeah. food and for soft pretzels. and. It just started to spread. The biggest surprise to me here in this whole thing is that Seacrest ate a carb. Yeah, it's a shocking right? revelation. I'm surprised that wasn't the, the big story. <laughs> Somehow the story became about me and the pretzels, but it should have been yeah. the fact that Seacrest is eating these things. He was raving about it. Like, didn't he go on the next day and talk about it again with your wife? Like, he couldn't stop. Yeah, and then we've talked about it several times after yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that that is scientific proof that these are good soft pretzels because anybody... Anybody out there that knows that they don't really eat carbs often knows they don't want to waste it. Yeah. Like the moment you you bite into a blueberry muffin that's not great, good, you're like, I'm not even going to eat this mm-hmm. because I'm not going to waste my like carb day yeah. on this crappy muffin. Right. So if Seacrest is eating these pretzels, I, I actually think that's scientific evidence. How did you feel when you went from, yeah, I'm kind of doing this out of my kitchen and it's there's a pandemic and it was sort of a hobby to when Seacrest talked about it with your wife on, <laughs> on live with Kelly and Ryan. It went to another level where you're sort of forced to have to keep up with the demand. Right. So were you happy about that or were you like, whoa, uh, I was really stressed about it and i really wanted to make sure that the pretzels were good and and i mm-hmm. you know i'd never made more than like 12 and now all of a sudden i'm making like 100 and 200 and 300 i was psyched about it and honestly like i i there's something 
incredibly fulfilling about making a piece of food. Anybody who's ever cooked for their family and like, you know, you, you serve it and everyone's like, this is delicious. It's just like a very fulfilling moment. Right. It's a type of fulfillment that I don't always get as an actor in film and TV. You do your work, you go in there, you shoot it. Then the movie gets made in post with Mm -hmm. editors and sound and, and, and special effects. And then it gets marketed and it gets put out there. And by the time anybody is seeing the TV show that I'm on, it's like light years from what I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of why I love being on stage the best because it's very much the actor's medium. It's probably the closest to cooking food and giving it to people that acting gets. You can see those reactions right away. Yeah, you hear the crowd, the applause, yeah. the laughter and stuff like that. So there's just something about giving somebody a soft pretzel, especially those Philadelphians who hadn't been to Philadelphia in eight months because of the pandemic. Right. Eating the pretzel and immediately crying because of how much it reminded them of home. And, and it was most Philadelphians are just they've kind of resigned to the fact that you're not going to be able to get this outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, because it's the real deal. So to find it in any other state, let alone California, that's bringing the yeah, Philly to California, exactly. Southern California is is pretty crazy. But it was a hu- huge learning curve in terms of everything business mm-hmm. related. I mean, my career, it couldn't be further from running a business. And so I remember calling my brother who's a small business marketing consultant and works with Salesforce. And I'm like telling him these things like, I don't know how to like save people's emails. And then I don't know how to take orders. And he's like, well, where are you writing down? Who's coming tomorrow to pick up pretzels? I'm like on uh, like a yellow pad. And he's like, what's yellow pad? I don't, I don't have that app. And I'm like, Oh no, it's not it's an, an app. actual, it's a yellow piece of paper. And he's like, Adam, <laughs> Adam, no, no, no. I mean, he's literally, he works in data management. He's like, you're not writing anything out. That, so he made me a bunch of Google spreadsheets and things like that. And that kind of took it to the next level. And then, uh, and now it's, I mean, now it's like a business. It's insane. It's crazy because I think a lot of people don't realize the business aspect of it. It's great that, you know, you love those pretzels and that you started baking them at home and then you eventually wound up with pop-ups and, and all that stuff that people don't think about the business side for you, like you said, as an actor, that you're used to being on stage and then having people do post-production for you. The fact that you're having to learn about business apps and balancing spreadsheets and those sorts of things, insurance and all these things. Insurance Jeez. and getting your license and getting all your LLC and, and payroll and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, taxes. It's It's been a huge learning experience. And it, but in a cool way, it's kind of demystified it for me a little bit. I mean, I've always been just so like, oh, I don't do that. I don't work with numbers. I don't look under the hood. You know, I, I think, I think with acting, there's a certain amount of. In order to be a successful actor in Hollywood, you have to have like a certain amount of denial, mm-hmm. right? If you actually look at the numbers before going into an audition mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, what are the chances I'm going to get this? How many other people are auditioning for this? If you actually ran the numbers, you could never in a million years put yourself into that audition because there is a 0% chance of you booking that role, Mm -hmm. right, on any given day. And so you kind of have to, like, teach yourself to not look at the the realistic numbers and the money and all that kind of stuff. You kind of have to live in a world above that or to the side yeah. of that. And uh, it's like the opposite of what you need to be doing when you're running a small business where you really need to keep an eye on how much money's going out, how much money's coming in, and how to keep 
growing the amount of money coming in and 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 then controlling the amount of money going out. So if that was the biggest learning curve for me was in running my own small business was actually looking under the hood and looking at those numbers and being real. It's crazy because there is something to be said that ignorance is bliss, not knowing 100%. And whether it's acting or baking or whatever, you're starting your own business. There is something to be said for keep your head down and just do what you love doing and the rest will fall into place. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like you almost Mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. default didn't have a choice. Yes, you had to find out about the business side of it and figure it out as you went along. But a lot of that was just your passion for your product. Yeah, there was a couple of things that led to that. One was I couldn't just make a bunch of pretzels and hope that people were going to come buy them because it was my house. It's not like there was any walking, you know, uh, foot traffic. It's not a store. So everything was pre-ordered. And because I was taking pre-orders, I never had a moment to quit because I had orders going two weeks ahead of time. So either I was going to have to embarrassingly email a few hundred people that I'm not doing this anymore and then I'm going to return their money or I'm going to fulfill these orders. And it has now been six months and I have yet to have that opportunity to be like, you know what? I'm going to cut this off. It's been a fun run. I got to get back to my other job. I, I also noticed that there's been these humps, these like growing pain humps of like, all right, I'm I'm to this place right now and I and I'm handling production and I've got the right amount of staff and the right amount of marketing and I'm good right now. And then a few weeks goes by and you're like, "Oh, interesting. I've grown a little bit. I need to hire another staff person." And it just as you grow, you keep getting to these places where things aren't working and then things are working really great. And then they're back to not working and then they're back to working really great. Welcome to running a business, by the way, huh? It's insane. It's like jumping in the deep end. What are you guys doing? What are you people? I know, but it is, I honestly, it's so much fun and I'm really excited about having it. I remember having dinner with Henry Winkler after shooting a movie with him a few years ago and he's become like a, a just an awesome friend and mentor and just, I mean, he's the greatest. And he told me, he said, the good there's good news and bad news about your career. He said the the, the bad news is you're really good at acting, so you're going to work in this town forever. And why that's bad news is you, you're also going to have these big chunks of not working. You're going to do something that's really famous. He's like when I played the Fonz, it was like 20 years before anybody hired me to play anything else. And and you have to find something else that you can do with your creativity and your passion that can bring in some money during those really lean years, because that's just, that's the, that's what it is for actors who do this their whole lives. There's going to be lean years. And he has this amazing children's book series called Hank. And he's written 20 children's books and he goes on book tours and he has this amazing separate career that he's really proud of. And that's really fulfilling. And so I've, I've always Wondered what that might be for me, whether it's graphic design or social media management, the stuff that I'm into. And when the pretzels happened, he came to my driveway to pick up the pretzels. And he said, Adam, this is it for you. The pretzels, the, the pretzels are your thing. Stick with the pretzels. That's amazing. And, I, and, and it's, it's so true. I mean, I just, I just love it. And it takes the pressure off of the acting thing. And, but it, I also consider them both part of the same career. Like it's, I just have a corporation and there's a wing in my corporation that handles acting. There's a wing that handles pretzels. Is it the weirdest corporation ever? Yes. But it's all marketed the same way. The customer base is strangely the same. It's just a very 
The pretzels are the play. It's all part of your journey, right? 100%. Not everybody's journey is the same. And pretzels are your gap. They're your gap filler. It's your side hustle. Who would have ever thought? And now, now it's starting to feel like the other way. Around. Right? I'm, I was on set the other day. I shoot this comedy for Netflix mm-hmm. called Never Have I Ever. And we're doing season two. And the camera operator was kind of like setting up his shot. And I was in the shot. And then he leans over to me and I'm getting ready to, you know, they're about to call action. And he goes, hey, Adam, I ordered pretzels uh, for Saturday at 1130. Can I come at 1215? I'm just, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're good, man. You're good. I'll write it down. You know, <laughs> like it's. It very much becoming the main hustle in that way. It's pretty great. I mean, I, I got to say, it's it's funny because Philly pretzels are such a street food. And in mm-hmm. Philly, you literally buy them on the street. A lot of times you're buying these pretzels from guys that are at a red light and they have a shopping cart and they've got about a thousand of these pretzels stacked up in between cardboard boxes on a shopping cart. And that's mm-hmm. who you buy the pretzels from. You know, they're like the great common denominator these pretzels there's no high end there's no low end it's just like there's something about philly pretzels and even the even the fact that they're attached to each other and that you rip them apart yes it's a very blue collar philadelphia thing because the only reason these pretzels are attached to each other is that you could fit more on a pan fit more in the oven and fit more on that damn shopping cart that you're selling them off of. So true. And it's easier to sell them in batches and people buy them in batches because you share them. You don't, nobody just buys one Philly pretzel for themselves. Yes. And what I've been noticing is I love writing all my customers' names on the bags, right? So, you know, somebody, Sarah's going to order pretzels. I write, yo, Sarah on the bag or yo, Jen or whatever. And now on the website, when you order the pretzels, you can say what you want me to write on the bag. There's a little box. And what I've noticed is about 75% of the orders that come in, they're asking me to write somebody else's name on the bag, which for me feels like I'm doing my job in, in spreading what Philly pretzels are really all about, which is about community. They're about sharing. They're about family. They're about hanging out with friends. And, Mm -hmm. and I think during this COVID time, it's been a really fun thing for people to pick up some pretzels for a friend and kind of uh, safely drop them off with their name on the bag and put them outside their door. And it's been a real point of connection for a lot of people, especially for myself. I think because it's different and they're delicious. I mean, it's a win-win with these, you know, they're, you can't, you can't lose. No. And your merch that you've got with the hoodies and the aprons and it's really fun. It's so fun and so well done. I can't keep the merch in stock because I can't ship the pretzels yet. I don't have any sort of like shipping facility to like start shipping pretzels. So shappy pretzel fans around the country, that's what they buy. They buy the, the merch and so and, great and, and so the pretzels. So that I can that I can ship you. That I'm happy to ship you. Well, what's your plan then going forward? I mean, what are you thinking? Like, I jokingly ask, are you ever going to act again? But I, I know you kind of alluded to that earlier, but this has taken off to a level that I know you weren't expecting. So, yep. I, I hope you start delivering. I want I would play. I went on your website to order. I mean, what's what's next? Oh, we're going to take over the soft pretzel world. I, I can't wait to. Um, I have a lot of really awesome plans and partners in the works and things, people who want to come on board. We're going to get these pretzels all over the country. We're going to have like a whole menu of them. And right now, it's just about, you know, we've got a really fun thing with wedding, with like live weddings coming back. We have this uh, like side side business that's part of Shappy Pretzel called Tie the Knot. 
And it's going to be like all about those post-reception yeah. soft pretzels for your guests. Yeah. I like the idea of that. Oh, you, your your car gets valeted and pulled up and there's a soft pretzel in the thing waiting for you? I mean, the creativity. Endless. As a little send-off? Yeah. So I wanna, I, I'm going to have a TV show. I'm going to have a uh, sitcom based around this. There's a, a kid's book. Where Shappy keeps getting into all these mishaps and the pretzels keep rescuing him and they sing. It's a musical. There's a lot of a lot of directions this, this company's gonna go in. And I just can't wait. Ultimately, I'm just trying to get as many of these soft pretzels into people's hands as possible. The creativity though, for real, when I hear you talk about your ideas, you have a gift in the sense that you're already an actor, you already have contacts. Your possibilities with this are literally endless. It's uh, it's exciting. I'm glad that you that you think that as well. I, I I'm really excited about where it can go. I mean, it's just um, for me, it's just it's it's more than just a soft pretzel company. For me, it's kind it's a fun thing to be involved in. One of the things I love about this so much is not just the fact that somebody gets the soft pretzels, but that I'm at the pop up that. I get to talk to them and learn about them and take pictures and go to Instagram. And, and like that, that whole thing has just been such a fun I- idea to not, ju- like you said in the beginning, uh, to take up some of my time during this pandemic and also figure out how to make some money. But ultimately, I just find it to be a, a, another wing of, of what it is that I do and, and my brand. And, you know, I've, I've run social media and branding for my theater company for so many years helping my wife with her career and my career. So to do it to something like pretzels, I I keep joking around that I've been selling my little black box theater performances for 20 years and nobody wants (laughs) to buy a ticket to a small black box theater. And then with the pretzels, it's like all of a sudden, you know, people walk by and they go, Hey, what do you, what do you got here? And I'm like, Oh, they're Philly soft pretzels. And they're already reaching for their wallets. Right. You're like, this is what it took. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had never sold something that was so easy to sell. And um, right. so now I really, it, it, it's the, the pretzel's delicious and I love the company and it's really fun. And now the, now it's just going to be about expanding it as much as I possibly can and keeping the pretzel as delicious as it can be. And yeah, I just can't, I can't wait for it to be enormous. I, yeah. mean, I, I really, I want to be on uniquely giant business podcast mm-hmm. at some point. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and there will be a uniquely giant podcast. I will be hosting that as well. So I'll see you again in about 30 days when we launch it. No, that's cool. This is kind of a big question, but I really am curious. I know we've touched on so many things today about what, you know, all these great things that have come along with this venture for you. Mm. But what do you think you've enjoyed the most about this experience? What has been the biggest gift of it all for you? The creative outlet. I I really think that it's infinitely creative. Every day I can think of something and then just make it happen, right? I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool to do like a a shappy pretzel little documentary where I kind of tell my story and show videos and all the all the photos and and videos that I've taken over the past six months. And I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna shoot that. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's get a camera, let's get it. And so for me, that's been the most fun. And then also like, you know, I'm obsessed with Oreos. So I'm going to, of course, I'm going to try to infuse a pretzel with an Oreo. And then I start, you know, and then I'm talking to some bakers and, and friends. And all of a sudden I've got a product 
that people are crazy about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I can't stop selling these Oreo stuffed pretzels. And it's it was just something that popped into my head. And it and I've had things that popped in my head that have not worked. And that's just one of the ones that has. And it's, you know, there is something about the business being really small right now and all in my hands mm-hmm. that is very creatively freeing that, you know, anything can happen on any given day. And, you know, in my world, in my in my other work world, that's like, n- nobody has that sort of creative freedom in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to run us, you would have to run a huge studio to be able to just like wake up every day and just be like, this is what I want to add to the company and I'm going to add it to debt. Yeah. You know? Well, when you're a kid, you probably never thought I'm going to take a, a soft pretzel and I'm going to take an Oreo someday. <laughs> and I'm going to And I'm going to put them together and I'm going to sell them and make a bunch of money. But what I It's wild. What I like most about your story though is that you are a fantastic example of having an idea that you could immediately dismiss because you think, "Oh, that'll that'll never happen." You know, "Hey, it's in my brain, it'll never happen." But you took steps like little by little. You know, I remember seeing a video of people lined up on your street I think you called it, referred to it as like an In-N-Out Burger line, which everybody can That's picture what, what that looks like. like. And your neighbors <laughs> exactly. going, what is happening at house number, you know, 952 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To see that idea come to life physically, when you look out your window and there is a line of cars, people wanting to buy pretzels, like you are proof that anything is possible. If you dream it, it can become a reality. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's really cool of you to say. I mean, I you know, or if Seacrest dreams it, it can become and, a reality. Yes, of course, Seacrest and, and the magic touch. Yes, <laughs> but no, no, it, it really it, it's been an it's been an incredible thing. I'm really grateful for it, and I love I I just love the idea of being able to do something that's so just positive. Mm. The whole company is just about love and family and pretzels. There's yeah. nothing, and then every month. We now partner with a different uh, charitable organization and we just make everything about them for one month. It's the coolest. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like that one day I was just like, oh, we should do a collab with a cause. And then I was like, that's it. Hashtag collabs with a cause. And so now every month we do a a collab with a cause and it's the coolest. And our stamp becomes a kind of uniquely... A specific stamp to that sort of collaboration with that with that organization, and we've raised a bunch of money. It's 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 like it's awesome. I'm excited to see where you end up. I'm I'm excited to see where you go because I just in, in just the short time that we've been talking, I really do feel like you're going to do big things with this. I think this is just wow, the beginning you. for you, and I'm so excited to have had the opportunity to talk to you early on. In your pretzel career. Seriously. And who would have ever thought somebody would say you have a pretzel career, but you legitimately do, Adam. And I got to get them up there to San Francisco. Oh, yes, you do. You know, I was on that website. I'm flying up there this week, actually. You are? You can have some Oreos under your... uh... I'm not going to have any pretzels on me. I'm flying up there to film. Oh, you are? The other side of the biz. The filming part. Are you going to be in San Francisco specifically or suburbs? I'm actually going to be in Petaluma. That's where we film NBA 2K is a video game I do every year. Oh, cool. That's in Petaluma. I did not know that. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. 2K. Well, it was so nice having you on our podcast. Congratulations to the success that you already have. And again, we can't wait to see where you end up. You're going big places. Neither can I. I can't wait either. Thank you so much. Yeah, Shappy Pretzels. Find them on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook as well. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. 
And now we're going to talk to Mike McMullen, who is the VP of Small Business at Selective Insurance. Explain this to me. I had a really nice conversation with Adam at Shabby yeah. Pretzels. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, as Adam was talking about his business expanding so rapidly and new locations coming at a fairly quick pace, what role do you see an insurance agent playing with a new business like Shappy? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And, you know, I love the way in which Adam spoke about Henry Winkler mm-hmm. and Henry Winkler, you know, talking about the fact that the entertainment business will ebb and flow and that there are times you just need something else that's, you know, your passion and your creative outlets and, you know, basically source of income as well for some of the really lean years. You know, and Henry Winkler told Adam that Chappy Pretzels is his thing. Yeah. And so as Adam describes the business of his wing of his corporation is this is the wing that makes pretzels. And so if this is truly his thing outside of his acting career in his you know entertainment portion of his corporation, he's going to want to protect his investments. And so his journey is unique, but every small business owner's journey is unique, but that does create some unique exposures for him. So things like the concept of pop-ups where he's selling pretzels in separate locations, that might present to him some potential risks and exposures to his business that might be different than say a retail operation. And so working with an independent agent to understand those risks will help better protect you know, his overall organization. A couple of things come to mind, things like the drive-through that he has in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a bit unique. Not every neighborhood has a lineup of cars coming through their neighborhood to pick up pretzels. Right. Some of those vehicles, right, also include some celebrities. And so I love his story around being able to tap into his network of celebrities and, you know, his network of peers in the acting business. To me, you know, I could see an exposure for Adam that he should be thinking about is something relative to how does he protect his data, his information and his, you know, I'll call it cyber risk. A lot of people think insurance companies and they think, well, they just do insurance. But when you're talking about protecting from cyber risk, that is not something that typically you would think an insurance agent could help with or an insurance company could help with. So the fact that you do beyond, quote, just insurance is a big deal. We have done a survey recently where we polled some uh, small business owners across the country and we asked them, you know, how concerned are you about these types of exposures relative to cyber, especially coming out of the pandemic? where that presented a whole new realm of risks and exposures for individuals and for business owners who now have their employees and they're working from their homes and they may be using personal devices and things of that nature. And our poll you know, revealed that about 44% of small business owners indicate that they are more concerned about a cyber threat now than they had been previously. Hmm. But only 20% of those small business owners are saying that they actually have cyber insurance. So clearly an opportunity on that front for folks to be thinking about, you know, with their independent agents as to do I have a cyber exposure and and do I have the coverage in place to protect my financial assets, to protect my small business? Cyber threats are so common these days. I didn't even realize that Mm -hmm. that was an option when it comes to insurance. I had no idea until talking to you. Yeah. Well, insurance, you know, sort of gets a, a bad rap, right? And that nobody wakes up and says, hey, I can't wait to buy insurance today. You know, <laughs> it's just one of those things as, as a small business owner, you know, you're thinking that, okay, here's another company or another professional that's looking for my money. 
Well, what resonated with me was the story that Adam told relative to stage acting versus screen acting, where with stage acting, you get that immediate response, that immediate reward, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like eating a pretzel, you know, where that you eat that pretzel, you buy it, you eat it, you love it. Yeah. And then there's the screen acting, you know, scenario as well. And I think insurance is a little bit more like the screen acting and that you don't always need to have that insurance available for you right at the, you know, right as the day one, as you, as you open up your business. I mean, you obviously need the insurance coverage in the event that something happens, but typically a small business owner doesn't necessarily have a claim for a period of time. So you're glad you have it when you need it, but it can be one of those things that the reward comes a little bit later, similar to, you know, similar to screen acting. What would you say that Selective Insurance does that differentiates you from other insurance companies? You know, Carolyn, I think that's similar to you asking Chappie as to whether or not every pretzel is the same. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) So as I indicated before, we partner with, you know, some of the best best independent agents in the business. So if you're working with Selective, you're working with some of the best. And Selective's financially stable. We're a publicly traded organization, Fortune 1000. So you don't necessarily have to worry about, is my insurance company going to be around in the event that I need a claim? But some of the services, we offer exceptional coverages and products for small businesses. We're in 27 states across the US. We've got some great mobile apps and other uh, services available for small businesses to be able to manage their insurance online. We are recognized as a you know an employer of choice as well, a great place to work. But my, my point is, is that we look at each business in a unique way and are able to treat that business and provide the unique coverages and unique experiences that that small business owner needs. It was really nice talking to you today. You guys do great work. It's so nice to have you on our podcast. It's Mike McMullen. Thank you with Selective Insurance. Thanks for being on our show. All right, Carolyn. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Uniquely Small Biz from Selective Insurance. Selective Insurance believes successful small businesses keep our community strong. To find out how you can be uniquely insured with Selective, talk to your independent agent or visit Selective.com. Selective.com.